G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. As we do on Wednesdays, our Ask Alex segment. Alex Cook is the founder of Wealth With Purpose. Alex, special welcome back to 2020. Neil, great to be with you. Alex, I want to invite listeners to call in. Uh, We want to talk about finance topics. We want that to be driven by listeners. So if you have a conversational uh, question, uh, a topic to talk about, uh, 1-800-316-316. Meantime, let's just get started on something very foundational for our faith, Alex. The Mm. idea that we're called to be faithful with finances. Where do we start understanding the Christian faithfulness? Yeah, well, look, there's a fabulous passage in Luke 16, verse 10, uh, that really sets, I guess, the groundwork for it. And it says, anyone who can be trusted in little matters can also be trusted in important matters. But anyone who is dishonest in little matters will be dishonest in important matters. And so, This idea of faithfulness, and obviously the context that we're talking about is the context of money, really requires us to be uh, absolutely honest uh, in our dealings, particularly in our dealings, obviously, with finances. Now, faithfulness in general is a a bigger concept than that. You know, when we talk about being faithful to God, what we're really saying here is that we will have complete trust in him. Uh, that we're saying that he will, uh, that he's going to care for us, and that we're going to follow where he leads, and we're going to be obedient to what he's asking us to do. That's what a faithful person would do. Obviously, as I say, in the context of finances, we need to be faithful with money. So that means that we're going to need to be honest in terms of our dealings. We're going to need to be generous with the money that he's going to give us. We need to be careful to handle money according to be biblical principles. So we need to be you know, careful with our debts and so forth. Um, but really, a faithful Christian life um, should produce some evidence. There should be evidence in, the, in terms of uh, it produces fruit. And of course, there's that fabulous passage in Galatians 5, which, you know, which talks about the fruit of the Spirit, and that a faithful life should be demonstrating some of these qualities. Now, I'm sure listeners will be like me. They'll be thinking, well, I'm, I'm, I'm imperfect, and so I don't necessarily show all these qualities every day of the week as nice as it would be. But um, you know, the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, uh, you know, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Now, if we took some of those you know, fruits, you know, how can, you know, one was love, are we being loving with the money that we have? Are we showing joy despite our circumstances? Because, you know, there'll be people listening today and thinking some will be in, you know, going through life at the moment, it's a really positive time. Others are, you know, facing challenges with work and, and you know, getting ahead, those kind of things, you know, and having, having peace despite the circumstances. All of these things, um, are the fruit that we should be trying to bear in our life and they come out of living a faithful life. And that faithful life, though, as I say, is one where we're trusting in God 
that he'll, he'll care for us and he'll take care of, care of us and we've been obedient to what he wants us to do. Alex, let's get a little practical with this. Being faithful with uh, little things and then being put into a level of faithfulness and trust for bigger things. And when we talk about those fruit of the Spirit, you know, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, in some sense, uh, when we talk about the fruit of the Spirit, it's like a big broad brush stroke. What does Mm. this look like if we were bringing this down to -to day-to-day life, uh, how you be faithful in finances and uh, faithful, as you say, a bigger, broader concept than just finances, but let's talk about it in the context of finances today. Yeah, so look, let's start with the honesty and honesty one. You know, over the years, you know, I've witnessed people go down this path where because of our, and I think it often comes from a lack of trust in God and in the trust uh, that he has got our back in all circumstances. So when we feel like that, we're often, we, we feel we start, you know, we're starting to act dishonestly with our money because we're trying to cut corners because we're not confident that God is going to come through for us. And so that's when people, you know, start cheating on their taxes. That's a really obvious one. You know, as Christians, when it comes to taxation, you know, the Bible says, give to Caesar what is Caesar's. So we need to to, to honour God. You have to obey the laws of the nation and make sure you pay your taxes right. But it also applies to things like our business dealing. So when you go into a shop, if someone gives you the wrong change, the obvious response as a believer is that we tell them, hey, look, um, you gave us the wrong amount of change here, you gave me too much, and, and you give it back. We need to be faithful for those little things. And sometimes as Christians, you know, and this is just people in general, I think we say, oh, you know, that was their fault, they made a mistake, and therefore I, I just benefit from it. Well, actually, no, no, we've got to go back and put things right and make sure um that we are doing the right thing. And, and the Bible makes it clear that we not only have to do things that are right in God's eyes, but we also need to do things that are right in the world's eyes as well. So being, I believe Christians should be known as the most honest people in society. In fact, we should be the most employable people in society because we're the most trustworthy, because we, we sit under, and we're accountability our, is to God, not just a man. And therefore, we should be by far the most honest people in all our dealings and all our finances. And people want to hire us because we are so, um, you know, we're true to label. We, we, we're actually acting out or, or we're what we believe. And so guess, there's a massive opportunity, I think, here for Christians. I guess if you are the most employable, then that's based on the idea that you are a trusted employee. So faithfulness it goes hand in hand with your conduct. And so uh, trustfulness in the way that you're conducting yourself in the workplace uh, ought to mean that you should be, you know, accelerated up the ladder. Uh, and uh, And so this sort of favor that comes, and when we talk about Christians who will be under the favour of God and uh, and growing wealthier as uh, believers and followers of Christ. Some of this is because of the attitudes and the ways that our hearts and lives are shaped by his word. So if we're talking about the shaping of a believer, where does this all start? Yeah, look, absolutely. So in terms of where it starts, I think we need to understand what it means to be faithful and we need to understand to to be faithful, you need to know what God wants you to do. 
And so the starting point here is there are some obvious direct commands that God gives in Scripture. There's, you know, um, you know, if you read the Ten Commandments, there's some very obvious things that you can and can't do. Um, but then there are the stories Jesus tells. So if we look in the New Testament, you know, we've got the parable of the talents where basically we hear this story about the master that goes away. Okay, so all of a sudden, you know, the master's gone. There's no one watching and he, he's left behind resources, in this case, that you know, the gold bags for, for his workers. And they were meant to put that money to work and get a return for the master. And that's like that with us. We are called to be good stewards of what's God given us. In other words, we're faithful with what he's given us. And that means all sorts of things, such as, you know, living generously, sowing into kingdom things so that we're getting a return on the money that God has provided us uh, with. Um, so that's, that's the first step, because we know that one day... Jesus will return and we're going to have to give an account of what we've done with what he's given us. So Christians, this, the starting point of this is acknowledging, well, actually, everything I have is God's. I need to be completely honest with it. I need to be faithful with it. I need to serve God with the resources he's put into my hands. Um, and if I'm struggling with it, the other, the other principle here is if you are struggling, you think, I don't really know what I should do. Well, Proverbs implores us to go and seek wise counsel. Now, that could be talking to your pastor. It could be talking to other people who have, you know, a bit older than you in the faith and, they're, you know, they're, they've got some good experience that they could share with you. All those kind of things are very important. And then, of course, there's just God's individual direction to us. You know, the Holy Spirit guides us and uh, we should be following, you know, what the Holy Spirit is asking us to do um, with our finances. You know, if God's asking you to sow into something, sow into a particular ministry, etc., we need to be obedient to what he's feeling he's leading us to do. Um, but as I say, the starting point is, is coming at it from an attitude of what does God want me to do and what does faithfulness look like? Oftentimes we'll talk faithfulness and it'll be in the context of relationships. You know, it's our marriage or uh, the way that we relate to one another if you're in a business arrangement. But when it comes to money, we understand what unfaithfulness might look like in a relationship. But how about unfaithfulness when it comes to money? What sort of temptations drag us off track to cause us to be unfaithful in finance? Yeah, look, I think the, the ov really obvious one is that when it comes to money, a lot of us feel under pressure and there's a lot of fear, particularly in our society at the moment. And I think the, the, the temptation for Christians is to not trust that God is in control in all circumstances. It's very easy to sort of default to the self-sufficiency i need i need to do something now of course we've got to do our part but the reality is that many of us don't really trust in the power of god to care for us in all circumstances so it's this starting point is to know that god's character and god's um, attributes are god is a god of abundance god loves you unconditionally god wants uh, and is a loving father that can meet your needs with absolute ease. There is no re restraint to God's power. And therefore, as a believer, we should have that complete trust in him in all circumstances. So where the wheels start to fall off is when we lose that trust. And therefore, we start going down um, a path that says, I need to do something to, to get a result ASAP. And that's where people can go down the path of being dishonest. You know, I mentioned cheating on your taxes and all that kind of thing before. If people are doing it tough, they feel they need to cut corners. In fact, there's a passage 
in Proverbs that says, well, give me neither poverty nor riches, because if I have riches, I'll, you know, I'll brag and say, look how good I am. But if I'm poor, I may cheat and steal. And so that's, that's the risk here, is that we lose uh, this belief and trust in God that he is in, in control. And of course, the devil tries to take us away anyway. You know, the Bible tells us we're in a spiritual war and the devil wants to seduce us with money. You know, he wants us to fall into idolatry where we, we love and serve money. He wants us to be dishonest. He wants us to be enslaved to money. So in other words, we get into so much debt. So the devil wants to pull us away from being faithful. And that's why as a believer, when it comes to money, it is such a deeply spiritual issue. We need to realize that it is a heart issue and that we need to guard our hearts and make sure that when we're handling our money, not only is it faithful in the sense of being honest, etc., but it's it's also faithful in the sense that we are intentionally trying to do good with it. So it's not just meeting our needs, but it's meeting the needs of others and it's advancing God's kingdom. Because a faithful person, the fruit of how they use money should be the extension of God's kingdom and and, uh, and people who are in need should be helped. And of course, in, in our society today, there's no lack of people that we can be helping. But it's very easy to go off track. And it comes from this idea that when we, we stop trusting God, we then start trying to short circuit the process and cut corners. And that's, that's the real danger. And that's the way the devil can trap us. Alex, we've got two sides of an equation here. One is the faithful side uh, that you're talking about and the good benefits uh, of being faithful to God and faithful in these finances. Uh, The other side of the equation is the unfaithful side. If I supposedly have myself on the unfaithful side now thinking that to change sides and become faithful with my finances, uh, that might be a too big a change that I might make. How do I understand what the outcome might be if I stay on the unfaithful side of the equation? Yeah, look, I think, and we we see a lot of this now, not just obviously in money, but we see this, uh, you know, every second day in in these Christian publications, you know, you hear of a scandal somewhere in the world of a a pastor that's fallen and, and things like that. And these things bring the church into disrepute. You know, increasingly in the Western, in Western society, the church has now been looked upon with scepticism. We're becoming more unpopular. And of course, uh, we're almost seen as a pain to society rather than being helpful, despite the opposite actually being true. You know, Christians are out there helping people in need and so forth. We're doing amazingly good things for society, but it's not often not perceived that way. So our unfaithfulness can be feeding this perception Uh, and bring the church and God into disrepute. And we want to draw people close to God. So when they see us and they see our lives, if we're glorifying God, that will draw people to him. If we're acting unfaithfully, it's going to turn people away. And I think that's a real danger. And of course, that's just the the kingdom aspect to it. The other aspect is we do harm to our own lives. You know, we lose our reputation. People don't trust us. We may lose our employment if we're not doing the right thing. As I say, the opposite should be that Christians are the most employable because people look at our lives and go, "Wow, this person's so honest. I trust them implicitly. I want them in my, you know, I want them working for me." That's where it should be, but often the opposite is, is can be the case. So unfaithfulness um, is 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 very un, you know, it's very damaging for the and, kingdom. And of course, if you are on the unfaithful side of the equation, you say today is a turning point. 
and I'm moving to the faithful side. I'm going to try and work out the way we deal with these finances. Uh, There's a certain fruit that comes from a faithful life. Uh, What do you think are the good things we've got to look forward to in making a new change here? Yeah, look, there's there's a lot of things. And I think by making that change, obviously, you'll sleep with well with a good conscience. You know, we should have clear consciences knowing that we've done the right thing. Yes, we'll make mistakes, that we all do that. And, and God will, you know, discipline us and correct us and show us a better way. God is loving, graceful, you know, gracious and merciful to us. So that's, you know, one of the amazing things about the character of God. Um, but the fruit of a faithful life will be, you know, a good reputation um, and, you know, it's the classic case that you see in, in the New Testament of reaping what you sow. So if you sow faithfully, you know, you sow generously, you'll reap generously. That's what the Bible tells us. So there'll be rewards for doing so. And it's certainly from a, an eternal perspective, one of my favorite verses, and it's it's one that Christians quote all the time from Matthew 25, 21, it says, and this is, you know, at the end of a parable. So this is Jesus's words. He says, his Lord said to him, well done, good and faithful servant. You are faithful over a few things. I'll make you a ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of your Lord. So I think for, for most Christians, we desire that when we get to heaven and we arrive there, God says, you know, well done, good and faithful servant. You've, you, 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 I've given you a certain amount of time, a certain amount of talent, a certain amount of treasure, and you are faithful with those things. Well done. You know, come and enjoy um, your reward here in heaven. And, of course, you'll have responsibilities. Because I think one of the misnomers with with heaven is that it's that we'll, it'll all be equal. You know, we'll all be equally loved, absolutely. But we will be rewarded according to our faithfulness in this life. And the more that we've um, committed ourselves to God's kingdom, the greater the eternal reward. And, of course, that's far more important because it is eternal. It's not temporary here and now. It's eternal. And that's how I think we need to think of it. So there is enormous benefit in living a faithful life. And, of course, it's just the right thing to do as well. Wonderful insights, Alex Cook, and faithfulness to God. Uh, There's faithfulness on that relationship level uh, within our marriages, but also faithfulness around finance. Uh, Wonderful insights today. Alex Cook is the founder of Wealth With Purpose. You can connect with Alex and uh, his website, wealthwithpurpose.com. Lots of good free resources. When you're getting your life on track and looking to be faithful in finances, free eBooks. there's a My Toolkit, there's videos and podcast content there. You can follow Alex on Facebook and Twitter. There's also an Ask Alex at wealthwithpurpose.com uh, email address as well. Alex Cook, always good getting your insights. Thanks so much for sharing them once again with us today on 2020. Thanks, Neil. Great to be with you as always. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.